Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we share our thoughts on the delightful Metroidvania-style game Ori in the Blind Forest. Thanks so much for listening to the episode, and if you want to support the show, you can buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. The link is also available in the show notes. What's up, Brett? What are your initial impressions there of Ori in the Blind Forest? Ori in the Blind Forest. So first up for our audience, uh, the first half of this episode will be major spoiler free outside of like the first like 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, and we'll leave all of the other major story spoilers until a significant spoiler warning. So the first half, we're just going to give kind of general thoughts on gameplay and mechanics and then uh, if you're interested and want to check out the game, do it, because it's free on Xbox Game Pass and also not very expensive everywhere else. So we definitely, uh, if you want to do that, do that. And then if you've already played it and you want to hear more deeper thoughts and insights and whatnot, then those will come after spoiler warning. But that out of the way, I, 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 I have to say overall, I really enjoyed Ori. Um, especially, and we are speaking, at least I am speaking from the definitive edition, the Xbox Game Pass version, um, which is kind of the HD re-release, right? Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it supports 4K and it didn't okay. originally or something. I play on a 1080p monitor, so I'm not fancy like you, so I don't oh, know. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. You can't even, you can't come at me for being not fancy. I, you're fancy. I, you have a 4K then, monitor. I don't. like, Oh, you're like on a like a 17 inch like, and now now you're like, oh, you're 4K. <laughs> I don't understand that at all, but okay. You can't come at me both ways. <laughs> this is you, you asked me this a question. You, you asked me if it was HD, and I told you, I, I don't know. As far as I know, it's the same. The no, I think I think they did it a, a slight overall on the graphics and whatnot from their original release version mm -hmm. um, in the definitive edition, as well as kind of like it's not a dlc i don't think but kind of a small expansion zone that's added in the definitive edition yeah um, but yeah overall i liked it i was i was a big fan yeah i'm i don't know I, i'm torn you know i, I wrote out a, a list of likes and dislikes to try and organize my thoughts and um there are definitely more things about it that i like i guess um so yeah, overall, I would say I like the game. That's and what I had. To, I, I, there are there are things that bother me about it. I mean, none of the things that bother me about it make it. Again, that's why I say I like it because none of the things that bother me about it make it mm, unplayable or not worth recommending. However, it's not the crown jewel of Metroidvanias that I kind of thought it was going to be when I first started playing it. Right. Um, but so you know, I. I'm going to try and bounce back and forth between things I like and didn't like as we go. Cause I, it's easy to get caught on the negative and there are a lot of things about it that are really good. And I don't want to just overemphasize the things that I didn't like. Um, so I'll start with something that I liked a lot. I think that just the, and, and this is a broad topic, but just kind of the art and visual design of the game, um, whether that be the cutscene type stuff you see or, or, but you know, certainly just the gameplay generally, I think is is just top notch. I mean, and that's that's why when I first picked it up, I was like, oh, this is probably the best Metroidvania ever because it looks like it should be, because <laughs> right, right. it is gorgeous. Um, it's also a, a very oddly unique style. It's it doesn't it's not so unique that it looks like I don't know for lack of a better term like indie or it's not so far out that you're like this is a weird art style like it's it's a very comfortable art style, but a lot of the like way that the shading is done is somewhere in between. Like it's not hand-drawn like green, uh, but it's also not so hard. It's, it's cell shaded, but there, but it's not really cell shaded. It's got smooth like edges. I don't know. It's, it's very difficult for me to describe and it's got 3d elements without looking like polygons with bad UV mapping 
Like, it's just a very... Because it, it, I've seen, like, the polygon style with the cell shaded a la something kind of like Borderlands or something. But it's not quite that. It's a lot smoother. It's kind of reminiscent of watercolor without being overly blended, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my note on it, on, on that is it's not gree, uh, like you said. But it, it approaches it, and it's almost like what like what it like maybe it had maybe they had to trade some of which obviously that's not a finite amount of resources here but it's almost like they had they traded away some of the visual fidelity that you get in gree for a significantly deeper game experience you know what i mean like while gree is this visual stunner gameplay it's pretty limited you know what i mean well and i think i think some of the things in gree that you don't some of the ways that it kind of differentiates itself seem minor when you like try to describe them but actually are kind of significant like it's a platformer with a lot of foreground a lot of fore and background art as well as a lot of platform art so there's not a lot of tiling there's like lots of grass and thick grass areas or you know spiky wood bits that like you don't feel like you're seeing the same chunk of spikes just copy and pasted all over the place it it is very uniquely stylized per area and the platforms aren't flat like they're not just a flat line top you know it's there's a lot of layers of art in the foreground and the background which in some places can be a little bit of a detractor because it can feel like you're not exactly sure where to jump next (laughs) but i think that for the most part it's just you don't see a lot of art that could potentially get in the way of the player character like you know, be in front of the player on a tight platformer. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I mean, but it's, yeah, it's, it's very vibrant. It's very striking. I, you know, I played it on my, on my PC, which is a, a 24 inch, you know, monitor. And I almost wish that I would have used the steam link to put it on the, the TV just because it's such a pretty, it's such a pretty game. Right. It very much so is. The vibrant is good. It's not oversaturated either. It's not mm-hmm. just primary colors. It's such a good blend of. It's got emotion. All I would say uh, throughout the whole game, but the art style is emotive. It invokes a good sense of location, whether it be a cheerful grove or a dark you know, nest or some tangled rotted wood or something. It, it, everything has a lot of detail and a lot of emotion to it. Um, I, I don't think it's cluttery, but it can make it there. It does. I do think that it can get in the way a little bit because you're so not because like of a bad thing, but I think just cause as older millennial gamers, um, for myself anyway, you're kind of trained to, a platformer's like bright, vibrant, colorful spots are things to interact with. And so like for me, you kind of know where to jump or what to boost off of or what to grab because it's bright and shiny and colorful and everything else is kind of muted or tiled in some way so that you know that it's not interactable. And in Ori, there, there were a couple of times where I wasn't sure if a vine hanging off the ceiling was just aesthetic or if I was supposed to use that in some mechanical way. I mean, you figure it out pretty quick, but your first in, my first encounter with it, there were a couple of times where I got a little like, I don't know if I'm supposed to jump off that. <laughs> yeah, I think for me in, in the Blind Forest and, and now obviously Will of the Wisps, the sequel that came out more recently, we'll, we'll talk about it a separate episode once we've had time to get through it. Um, so I but in Blind Forest, I only got lost as far as not understanding where to go in a couple of the like the screen is chasing you type events like at the end of the temples or whatever um like there was one in particular where you have to like jump inside of a log and i wasn't that that wasn't obvious to me that section really did get me for a couple times too i know exactly what you're talking about um yeah i mean it didn't happen a lot but it was just occasionally and i think it's just because like when i first saw the lamps i wasn't always like these are going to be a thing that's useful later right it's like oh it's just lamp vines right just look like decoration um once it's obvious and once you've used it then your brain kicks in and takes over but i think the first time i encountered a few of those spots i think that's to the credit though that the 
the game looks uniform. I mean, there were a lot of like old point and click adventures. It was obvious the thing you needed to click on so much so that it, it hurt sometimes. Like, because right. it would just be like, uh, or in animation, like old Looney Tunes animations or something, if a section of the wall is going to fall out, it's like brighter colored than the rest of the wall around it. So you like know something's going to burst through there because that's how they were animating. But none of that, there's none of that here. It's all very smooth and seamless. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, I would say for me, that's the thing, which I mean, it's the top bullet point I wrote. That is the number one thing that I like about the game is how it looks. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I, the character Ori is adorably cute. It has, I, so I'm, you know, I'm a dog person, but I'm a floppy ear dog person, like, like pointed or standing ears. I mean, it's okay. The dogs are still dogs are still adorable, but I need like a, like a beagle or a hound dog style floppy ear. Ori has two sets of floppy ears. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know that they're ears all of four, but, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, Ori's um, an interesting character design too, because it's like part fox, part rabbit, part fey critter. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, it when I when I was thinking about it, it was almost like it's like if you combine the little ball of light from the Zelda games, Navi, I think that I adore, uh, and then. We're just like, how many floppy ears can we give it? You know what I mean? And with like <laughs> legs and a face and stuff too. But and, and then like, give yeah. it a Navi, like. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. But it doesn't stop you and say, "Hey, listen!" All the time. It's so. true. It's true. It gives actual helpful advice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, anyway. So I, well, what are, what's a, a thought of yours, I, good I or mean, bad? Yeah. So I would say that my top, the thing that got me the most, actually. Uh, usually in games it's like music and the music is marvelous but i'm going to go a step further and say sound design mm-hmm. because one like the quote-unquote voice acting it, it is voice acted but it's not like english or any language it's his own kind of language um always hit me mm. like it always struck a chord when i walked through an area and it has these kind of visual novel sections instead of just cutscenes. you play through them, which I think is, it's not novel, but it was really, really well done to the point where you felt like you were kind of reading a storybook, but it was being narrated, part narrated to you, part you acting through it. And the, the voices of like the ancients and or the ancient tree and and the little navi character and stuff were all again kind of i you know we've mentioned before kind of don't starves music note voices similar to that in a sense where it's kind of mumbly mutterings but so much emotion put into and depth put into those mutterings that like it, it it still hit me emotionally without being able to understand the vocals that were being said and just reading the text yeah i wonder though i mean do you think that that's exclusively the sound or do you think i mean if you wouldn't have been able to read it do you think that it would have resonated in the same way if you didn't actually have context for what was being said i mean maybe because the visuals do most of the storytelling it's not like it's a it's fairly cliche right like the story is not so unique and ununderstandable that without the text, I don't think I, I think I still would have been able to get most of it. Um, probably not in as much detail, but I still probably would have been able to get the good gist of things were told visually. And I think, I, I don't know. I think it would have been a, a crazy, I would have loved to seen how I would have felt if there was no text. And it was yeah. just because that, I mean, that would be an experience. I would like to see that in a game where the narration is in, complete like like almost simlish kind of speech but because you can still evoke a lot of the emotion is in the tone of the voice and the speed is it you know bright and happy and chipper and excited or is it low and sad and slow and yeah yeah i played brothers a tale of two sons years ago now that's one of the few games that's that actually brought a tear to my eye I don't remember there I know there's very little dialogue but I I almost want to say there's no dialogue but I I might be remembering incorrectly but 
but yeah, I was, I was definitely moved by that experience just because again, it was so, um, minimalist, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, no, you're right that, yeah, that was, that was the second thing on my list after visual design (laughs) was sound slash music. Cause yeah, I like the music too. Um, the music is great. The music is good, but But I, I wanted to compliment the sound design. Yeah. The, well, I mean the, you know, the, the effects whenever you attack enemies or, um, I don't know. Just all of it. All all and of the sounds are great. Grass, rustling leaves. The little foot, just the little footsteps. Which footsteps is like in every game forever at this point. So it's not like that thing. But it, there were times where I'm running for you know eight seconds or straight or something, and you just like I would almost kind of be hypnotized by just the little pitter patter of the feet going or whatever. And um, so yeah, I would agree. I would agree that the, which is why it makes me think of Gree. I think. Because in Gree, that's like primarily what I love so much is is the what I'll call the artistic elements of it versus right. the like mechanical gameplay. Um, whereas Ori, again, much more much more mechanical stuff going on. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. Sound music, excellent. Um, so speaking of mechanics, what do you feel about the mechanics? What are your thoughts there? I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on it. Um, you know, all and it's it's hard to 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 summarize it all because it, it's complicated, right? Like so, right. like to start with something that I like about the 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 mechanics, I felt like the fluidity of the control was really well done. Um, yeah. I felt like it like when you jump, it feels good. When you run, it feels good. Like all of the stuff feels how you want it to be like it, it doesn't feel like flappy bird you yeah know? <laughs> it's very responsive it's very like you jump when you feel like you're supposed to be jumping like there were not a lot of places where i didn't feel like something happened that like i pressed a button and something didn't happen or i didn't press a button and thought i something should like yeah there's a couple of places but i think those are really specific examples so well like uh, and i'm going to use a specific example that it really the mechanic only shows up in this one specific I'll call it a temple I don't know what you want to call it but um the ice temple but where you start like walking on walls kind of thing right and whenever you walk on the wall you still have to make jumps and sometimes you're sideways like walking vertically and sometimes you're on the ceiling okay that section yes now I know exactly where you're talking about yes so in that, like I, I, and I could be, it could have been my own, you know, my own perception and I'm wrong, but it felt like they made the jumping more forgiving in that part. Like I felt like when I was like, when I was walking up a wall vertically and had to jump over a spike pit, that jump felt easier to execute and land than if it, I was on the ground, which I felt like made sense because it's a weird perspective and the way it controls is they definitely did not need to double invert your controls in that area like that is like chaos controls to the max because you keep your control like your controller direction even after you go up and over left becomes right and right becomes left and you're upside down and gravity is reversed it's basically whatever direction you were pressing to go forward remains the direction to go forward in that same way um, yeah, I mean, something that's different about the way we played, I played on a controller, whereas yes. you played on a keyboard. I almost wonder if it was easier to do it with a controller because I'm just already pressing the stick in a certain way right. as opposed to like choosing a button to press to, right. to do it. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, you're right. It, it, that, being, that being said, that's it still was a little like, OK, I have to think about what I'm doing. And that's why I felt like the jump seemed more forgiving, which again, I appreciated and thought was like, right. oh, that's smart for them to do that. Um, and again, maybe they weren't smart. And I just, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. I struggled in that area pretty hard. And I don't know if it was the same thing or if, you know, that's a little later into the game. So it could be that the controls just got, you got more comfortable with them making those kinds of jumps. I felt like by the, not in that section, but by the time you could like, climb on walls not just like stick to them uh that that actually made a lot of jumps harder and for me it was because like a lot of the easy jumps sure but some of the more complex or longer jumps a lot of the walls the vertical sections would curve at the top and have like brambles or other terrain or something that you can't stick to but also 
you would head bonk off of if you jumped and you head bonked like immediately. And so it was difficult to know how much clearance your sprite had versus the terrain. Cause, cause none of the sprites are square. They're kind of all rounded sprites. And in fact, even down to like divots in terrain, it seemed to be the wall of the sprite in some areas. So it's really hard to judge if you're, cause you need to be high enough up the wall to get a full long jump, but also not like a few pixels higher and you're bonking against it. Like, even though it doesn't look like the top of the next platform, it's just the, the corner that was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know the, the, it, it gets to a point, you know, eventually with the jumping, which I, I don't know if this is really appropriate for right now where we're at in the conversation, but it gets to a point later where there's just, there's so much one shot time happening because it's just spikes everywhere. Yeah. And, um, so it, it definitely is, is demanding to be precise. And if you're not, it's punishing and you have to create your own save points, which in some cases works because you can save after. I mean, I, I, I ended up basically saving after every like, screen i mean i don't know that it was that often but yeah, that's about where i was basically um so i don't know i mean i think again that's why i say this is this is a complicated discussion because it is <laughs> things about it that i like mechanically and i think i think you and i may disagree a little bit on on this i don't know but like so for for my experience the ice zone they introduce a, 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 and that's the the second like major temple kind of that you go through like basically you go through an area to collect a key for the temple and then go to the temple. So there's like right. maybe six or seven areas total that you go through. So the second temple thing, that's the, the ice one. Um, they do the wall walking mechanics that we're talking about. And then toward the end, it introduces a mechanic where you, there's like a, basically if you're on, you know, if you're on the top of a block and you jump off the side of it, you fall down but you can walk to the bottom of the block. And now if you jump off the side from the bottom of it, cause you're stuck to it. Now you fall up. Right. And that that's true on all four sides of, of the cube. Right. Yeah. Um, you had talked about, and I don't mean to speak for you at all, yeah, but, no, you're fine. but anyway, you had talked a little bit offline with me about how like that, that section was really challenging and you're right. I mean, I laughed out loud when I started playing it and saw what the mechanics they were introducing was. And I was like, wow, this is kind of ridiculous, but the mechanics only really are there for that section because there's some weird item that you carry around yeah, with you in the ice yeah. world that you don't take anywhere else. And so I don't know, a part of me, I also got lucky probably to some extent and didn't get stuck there forever. So I didn't we definitely got it. lucky in different spots and we hated each other's non lucky spots. Right. Um, but I, I actually appreciated their kind of like, I felt like it was, I mean, you know, swing for the fences might be a little dramatic, but I felt like they really kind of like took a risk with those mechanics in the second, in that second temple. Um, and I thought it was a good try. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't have appreciated if it would have been the rest of the game <laughs> right? played that no, way. Exactly. I, I, I know we're not talking about, uh, will the wisps, but, uh, there is a similar thing that kind of happens in will of the wisps. Uh, but the thing for me that redeems it and why I dislike it so much in Ori is because the controls operate universally no matter where you are so left means left and right means right even if you're upside down uh, or backwards and yeah. up means up and down means down and so with that being the case i can do stuff like that a lot better my brain does not handle chaos controls like anytime you get the the woozy item in any video game that messes you up or like i'm fine with inverted gravity as long as left so means left like i can't do it the other way around and my brain does not like it yeah no it, it definitely i mean i definitely had to stand on boxes like i would because again well i haven't said this yet but anyway i would stand on these cubes and i would like practice walking each direction a couple of times to like make, make sure your brain know yeah because you're not doing you're not alone in that that, that when left certainly... means up that's the hardest too because when you're on like the left or right side of the block, then it, for me, like left can't mean up now. 
Especially because, like you said, it's only that section of the game, so it's not you're not trained to that. Right, right, yeah. You know. Well, and, and you're, you're basically, what the way it works is you end up jumping, and then because of, as I described before, because the, the gravity basically changes based on your orientation, um, you then have to control what becomes your fall, like you're talking about, where you're having to press left and right to navigate up and down as you fall sideways <laughs> right. through, the, through the, the map or whatever. And, it's, and like, I get where they're going, and it, it's yeah. not bad. It's not horrible, but it is challenging. And I think that, again, like you said, it's a. I don't think it's a total miss. I don't think it's a swing and a miss for the game. For me personally, it was pretty rough. Um, but it's by no means the, the section of the game that made me swear the most. So <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Right, right. So, you know, um, something that I that I don't like mechanically, though, that we haven't touched on really yet is 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 actually just the combat and it's why it's hard for me to put it in the upper echelon of all the metroidvania games that have come before it that i've loved so much because the combat's really really unrewarding um there's like there's your basic attack that's just a a ranged projectile attack that's like a homing missile kind of thing. So there's no right, aiming kind of at all. Hits, yeah. Right. But it also moves around you in an erratic pattern. And so yeah. it doesn't, it's not always originating from the same spot. So it can sometimes hit when it probably shouldn't and yay for that. But it also sometimes misses when you think it should. Yeah. And it's just, it's not very potent, especially, you know, once I got towards the end of the game now, I didn't farm everything and I did not max out the skill, any of the skill trees. So I didn't get the, the last two, I think damage upgrades in, in the line. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's my failing for, for not having maxed that out to see what the damage was supposed to feel like. But from the very beginning of the game through the very end, it always just felt underpowered. It felt like I had to spam it at enemies and it felt just kind of unrewarding. Um, you know, we'll do an, an an episode someday about our favorite Metroidvania games. But like, there's just Metroid. I mean, why would even reference another one? Just Metroid, like, is way more fun with like the wave gun and the freeze right. beams and, and the missiles. Weapons feel more powerful, or at yes. least do things that change the gameplay, like freeze an enemy or whatever. Right, or shoot through a wall with the wave gun, or yeah, there's the, the it it misses that mark almost entirely well i think there's i i don't know the exact count but i feel like there's like there's less than six enemy types Mm. there's a couple of color if you remove color variations yeah there's probably i i don't know i mean i i I, my initial thought was like there's at least 10 it doesn't matter the point is is it's a small roster of right there's not a lot of creatures and there's not a they don't do a lot of things right yeah yeah, most of them shoot a projectile that you can dodge, and that's basically it. I mean, some of them are like, we'll call them melee, and they just like run at you right. or jump at you or something. But, um, but I don't know. I, you know, I, you know, a game like Gree has basically no combat, right? right. So I, I appreciate it, but. I, I don't know. Like I almost like I love Rayman Legends, which is not a Metroidvania. It's a platformer. Right. Uh, if Ori just dropped all the combat stuff and just made it a platformer where you just bounce on guys like Mario, is it a is it a better time? Like I almost think it might be. Or, yeah, I mean, my 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 other direction that I was going to go is if that you didn't have a weapon and enemies were just obstacles. Or like if they weren't, if it wasn't a shadow monkey thing and instead a thwomp, like yeah. that just moved in certain areas and whomped around, right. would that be any worse than being able to kill it? I mean, it's nice in some areas that you then have to make a jump that you could fail two or three times to not have to then dodge or kill that thing again. But if you go more than like three quarters of a screen away, stuff will respawn anyway. So Yep. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. So the, the combat, it just, like I said, it felt kind of weak and underpowered. And, and I didn't like that my, the only quote unquote special ability you get is tied to the same resource that you have to use to yes, save the game with. Because I like never used it. 
Now, yeah, and exactly. I use it I was to always blow afraid up to. things. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. if I had like ten bars of energy, mm-hmm. it's still like mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that I can do this. So well, and this is you know this leads me to um, what really I listed as my primary dislike, but the game is not cheap like Mega Man. So I I, I, I want to make that clear. It's not the level of old school Mega Man. And if you're someone that loves NES Mega Man, I don't care. That stuff is cheap. <laughs> um, and that was really hard for me not to curse during that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, the it's not that cheap, but there are things that happen throughout it where I don't know how you would know. Like, so, for example, the very last sequence that you run through in the fire temple or whatever, um, there's a like you you jump off a platform. There's a pool of lava in front of the next platform that you're on, and there's a ledge that is way too high for you to jump directly to. Right. And so if you try, you'll fall in lava. Well, as you approach the edge of the platform that you're on, a giant folder falls from directly above you, and another one falls directly next to you over the lava which then creates the platform you can jump on to then make the jump to to proceed but when you first get there that none of that is obvious right and when the rocks fall out of the ceiling that ultimately solve the problem for you i didn't realize that the one falling from above me was going to kill me because all throughout the game there's stuff falling and changing in the environment that's not actually part of game if that makes sense like it's not really something that can hit and kill you except in the ice temple which is my uh, yeah, you hated yeah. the fire temple i my the ice temple is where i well see that's it's interesting to me though because the fire temple has all of those same mechanics like the fire I temple still just, has like the said, stuff falling I, out like, of the sky i think i got through the fire temple in like my second or third try yeah like somehow i just lucked into every like the like enemies shooting me and me jumping off bullets i loved and I know that that's something that you kind of eh on. Like, I was all about jumping bullet to bullet, making those timings. I, I think I just lucked into making a good run through that area, so I didn't have to do it multiple times. But, like, for me, in the ice area, there's a similar spot where there's a platform that you're on that you can't get through, and you, so you have to go up. And then when you go up, ice falls down. And you have to get out of the way of it and it breaks through the platform and you can keep going down. And I didn't know that ice was going to fall from the ceiling. So I'm going up and then ice just falls and kills me instantly because I didn't know I was supposed to then be dropping. Mm-hmm. And then when I did drop the second time, the ice breaks through the ground. But pretty swiftly afterwards, then more ice falls where you're standing and kills me. So I jump out of the way of that on the third time, but I jump back because I'm trying to have a second to think about what am I supposed to do and go? You're supposed to just go down and run, but I don't want something there to kill me. Then a tree branch falls over and makes you go. And if you don't go, you die no matter what on that screen. And I'm like, really? I don't get like a second, like one full second to think. (laughs) Like, Well, that's the thing. So what it does, what they do is, you know, so in, in games like Rayman, a lot of the times in, in, in at least in my experience with 2d platformers, um there will be let's say a a section that has a bunch of obstacles that look like oh man how will i negotiate this and it turns out that if you just have no fear and just go you you can make it but in ori they set things up like what you're talking about where it's like you just have to go and you're like okay i just gotta go but then they halfway through that sequence will introduce something where you actually have to stop and wait right or it'll just brutally murder you. <laughs> right. Which then leads it to this kind of, again, it's not actually Mega Man, like not to the degree that Mega Man right. is, but it's that feeling, which is why, I mean, that's, it ties into the thing about the, the weapon. I, I felt like I had to save as often as possible because right. I feel like I had to replay every section, literally every screen of the game at, excuse me, at least one time, maybe, right. maybe more than that. Um, I don't know. And and so that felt tedious to me. I think to some extent, I didn't mind so much the rape, like the general replaying. I think for me, the a inability to save during the event 
portions in the temples and the length of those event portions is combined felt to me like too many demanding highly demanding jumps without a breath for the player and no checkpoint you've got to have like one or the other if you got a checkpoint if there was two to three or like i'm sorry one to two checkpoints throughout each because each of those second sections is about 30 seconds to a minute long probably i mean yeah if you did it flawlessly like beginning to end probably about a minute for each section which doesn't sound like a lot except you probably make 50 very precise jumps or more in that time like actions that you have to put in there's a lot of precise actions to put in and you have to get every single one of them 100 percent perfect or you are just insta dead there's yep. no damage you know in that area yeah exactly well and, and like in the example i started this off with talking about the, the falling rocks like so the first time i go in that room I'm like, well, how am I supposed to make this jump? Because there's a lava pit. And so I like approach the edge, see the rocks shake, fall out of the ceiling, get smashed by the one above me, which I didn't didn't expect. Right. Okay, fine. So we start over. Well, now I don't ever have that problem again, right? Right. I can always get through that room with no problem, but every section is like that. And sometimes I can't execute it every perfectly every time once I've seen it once. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The 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 event sections of the temples or whatever um, that are kind of the conclusions of them. They're not actually like you said, I mean, it's maybe 30 seconds to a minute. Like it's not actually that long. If you were to look <laughs> just like a mega man game, they're right. not actually that long either. If you <laughs> play with save states on an emulator, like I once did. Um, but when it makes you go back to the very beginning of the sequence, every time, even if you were, I mean, there was a con, a couple of them. I kept dying. And then, finished it and where i was getting hung up was literally like half a screen length away from the end like i was so close and it was just like again because there is no auto save and they won't let you save if you try and save can't save in a dangerous area so the saving is actually the only thing that i didn't know how to i actually wrote not good or bad save system (laughs) it's the only thing that fell into that for me because on the again on the one hand i kind of appreciate it because you can you can say I never want to make that jump again that I've just had to redo five times outside of the temple events. So I'm going to save right here and now I don't have to do it again. Right. And I, I like that. But again, I also like, if I forgot to say, that's the problem is if you don't ever want to make that jump ever again in your life and you forgot, (laughs) you are severely punished. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, um, Again, I don't want to say the games feel cheap because it's not. No, uh, I do feel like, well, and the other, like, the fact that the temple areas also, when you respawn, because the respawn's pretty quick. Like, it's it's a game you're meant to die a lot in, probably, or expected to, at least. Yeah, yeah. And so you respawn pretty fast, but you respawn and the event is going. You don't do you don't have to jump to trigger the start or anything so even if you die like i mean i spent probably about 45 minutes in the ice temple at at the at that end area the event and there were times where like the only time i can get a breath is if i just let ori die over and over and just stand up and stretch for a second while ori gets brutally murdered 10 times Mm -hmm. or exiting the game and it's like, if I had to at least jump before it would trigger the start of that, like, give me some way to have a breath. <laughs> Is there not a pause function on PC? Uh, I mean, <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, is it's like, okay, so there probably is, but I, you're not thinking about that because it's just like the fire's coming, the water's coming, the ice is coming. You've got to go like. Yeah. let it just sit there and when i touch the controller then i then the event starts because you're just respond like yeah no i'm I'm with you i was just give me time to pick my controller up from across the room like right right um so yeah i don't know i i and and so then i guess the next thing i have that i that i liked about it that i think ties into what i we were just talking about that we didn't really like which is some of the before I say that, actually, what I'll say is that it, it, it's kind of like a game. It's kind of like they just want to insist that, like, hey, if you want to get through this, you have to be 
good at it. Like you have to be able to play our game and other games do that. And I respect them for it. Like that's why I love Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox and Ninja Gaiden two. It makes you play it that way. Bayonetta does the same thing. Super Meat Boy. Exactly. The the exact next one I was going to say is Super (laughs) Meat Boy does it. No, but you're exactly right. So I can appreciate it, but in Ninja Gaiden, it's way cooler to me. And that's obviously entirely subjective, but like, I'm like a ninja flipping around, you know, fighting 10 other ninjas and cutting off limbs. And I have a scythe or sword or a bow stat. Like there's a lot to it. To, Is to... Ori too cute to be that hard? Well, it's not that. I think it's that, that type of game is too like, again, Super Meat Boy is that type of game and it's that hard, but it, I mean, can... you're literally a meat cube. You're not really, really cute. <laughs> well, again, I'm not talking about the cuteness of it. Okay, I'm talking sorry. about a 2D platform. That, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying that for a 2D platformer, like, like how much fun really is there? And and, and there is I mean, obviously there's plenty, but if you're going to be that hard, then I think it needs to be more like Super Meat Boy, where it's these more bite-sized chunks. Right. And the other side of that, that I, you know, is just again my own lameness as a gamer. I've not ever beaten a Super Meat Boy game, nor do I have a desire to, because yeah. past the point, I don't care anymore. I'll just watch a speed run and go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, just like getting over it with Bennett Foddy. After I yeah, saw that speed yeah. run, I was like, ah, I'm done. That's, that's it. Um, but anyway, so I, I appreciate the length of it. So I actually took longer to get through it. It took me, I had in my save file just under nine hours. Oh, wow. And I don't actually know. And I didn't beat the extra area either. Um, I don't actually know that that's the right time though because that's the last time i saved right and and yes so not that before is, that i is went correct. through the it, end yeah when you beat the whole end section doesn't get counted for some reason which i did not like yeah it's because it's because it's not updating the save file for the end yeah. so you can reload it but yeah um but so i'm actually probably closer to nine or excuse me closer to ten of total because it took me a good I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour to get through that last temple section, which is why I hated it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so anyway, so yeah, I I thought the length was appropriate though. Like, no, uh, I think so. Yeah. I I spent around like five to six hours, I think, um, or like five and a half before the last area, but I felt like I got fairly lucky in the last area and it, it didn't, the last area I didn't like, I was prepared to give up on the game after like the second ice area and and that whole zone that whole zone rubbed me the wrong way and then the temple i was ready to be like i could drop this game i could be done um but the fire area i breezed through that whole last area super fast i really thought about quitting in the fire level and then only because you beat the game and we wanted to do an episode about it did i stick with it like otherwise (laughs) I would have bailed because I got to a point where I wasn't really having fun anymore. Right. I was just trying to get through it so I could say I did so I could talk about it. But um, but anyway, so, yeah, it, it I was not eager for more. I, I, yeah, I did not go seek out the secret level. But it also wasn't so short that I was like, man, I could have used more of that. Like, I feel right. like it was the perfect length. I felt all the zones allowed you to use a mechanic more than once and show it off but also not having to do things so repetitively that at least like every jump was fairly unique. And so you weren't doing the same type of platforming over and over again. It was pretty varied in, in what you were doing. Even if the same elements were there, there was a good variety of things. And yeah, I felt like the game was, I was done in about five and a half to six hours somewhere in there. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if, because I'm starting to build up a couple of points that play off of other things. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we dive into spoilers? Yeah, the one last thing I want to talk about mechanically that you had already mentioned is um, is the dash mechanic. So for anyone that's not played it, um, you get a mechanic eventually where... Do you have to be jumping? Or can you do it from a standstill? Uh, no, you can, I think you can do it from the floor as well. But it puts okay. you in midair. Right. You do it. So basically, if you're close enough to an enemy or an enemy projectile or a certain lantern things, whatever, there's different things that, that will trigger it or allow you to use it. You press a button and 
it freezes the screen and then gives you a little arrow and basically whatever the arrow is pointing is the way that you are going to go and then whatever you're getting ready to bounce off of goes the opposite direction um i thought that that was a really interesting mechanic because you can use it to like like if you have an enemy that shoots a projectile at you you can just reflect it right back at him by dashing but it's kind of counterintuitive because you're not you're pointing the opposite way because right you're gonna you go to the opposite direction because spikes could be in the other direction yeah you could dash straight into spikes and and kill the enemy with a bullet and die yourself like. right right yep um so so i thought that was but i thought that was a fun a fun mechanic and a fun way to, to oh yeah to, to fight enemies and a fun way to protect yourself like sometimes i wasn't even trying to kill the enemy because i was trying to get through an area but I would use that again just as a, a defense um, instead of just having to, to just dodge it outright. Well, and I think it's it's really great because that's the only place where the combat really is fun is because enemies also take environment damage. Yep. So you can throw an enemy into the water and they'll die, or throw it into spikes and they'll bounce off the spikes and take damage or die. And like mm-hmm. that felt really good to like getting to hurl an enemy into the spike pit that just got you a dozen times that you had to jump over. Like, mm, ah. So yeah <laughs> agreed agreed um and then you know dashing off of the environmental things they have in order to navigate a zone I, i'm fine with that like there's areas where you like drop off a ledge fall a few feet then have to dash horizontally and then now you're at another lantern and now you have to dash back up to right. get up to the other platform on the other side i thought that stuff was really fun um and the thing that you'd mentioned before relating to this is, is the other way that they use utilize this is they combine the two things we were just talking about where they have either enemies or enemy projectiles that spawn indefinitely. So even if you kill them, they come back pretty quickly and you have to negotiate or navigate areas exclusively by using enemies to, to dash off of with this mechanic, which is, I mean, I get and it, It's fine. I don't hate it as a concept, just blanket. Um, but I did find it. And maybe it's just because I died so much in the fire temple, but at the fire temple at the end, there gets to a point where you're navigating a, a winding corridor of spikes. So if you mess up, you're done and you're having to like shoot yourself up off of a projectile to the next enemy that will shoot a projectile. And to be clear, most of the time, it's not that hard to execute. It's not. No, there were, I, I know I messed up at least, like I said, I, I don't think I didn't one shot it or anything that yeah. area. You've got to time the jumps in such a way that the other enemy will shoot in time. And there's a couple other spots where that's sort of the case where, but you only have to do it like once or twice in a row. To well, get they... one another enemy to shoot at you or dive at you. And they give you basically a little parachute so that you can you can hover, kind of. I mean, you still fall, but a lot slower. So they allow you to kind of have some leeway in there. Um, but there were times where I would get that distance wrong. And when it's my 15th try, and I've done this part every time right. without issue, and I'm just trying to get to the part that I've been stuck on, and now I mess this up and die to the spikes because I didn't get close enough to the projectile and what, like just give me some lanterns and let me get through this or, or a stop. checkpoint. Just, I think a checkpoint would be that like yeah. at least a halfway checkpoint or something. Like I've conquered the first half of this so many times, but I don't know what this is in the second half. And every single thing so far has killed me. Mm. It's like a troll game where every troll kills you. Like <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, what's the next one going to be? Cause I don't know. Right. Like, but just give me a checkpoint halfway through and I'd be good. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, but but again, I, I will say, you know, that that ties back into the the mechanics. I think they, they did an innovative and, and somewhat challenging take on mechanics. and I appreciate it. And I don't hate them for wanting me to be good at the game in order to beat it. Like I, you know, I, I talked recently about Super Lucky's Tale. That's like a Banjo-Kazooie Mario 64 style game. And it's really easy. Like, it's hard to not succeed at that. And trying to die is still difficult. <laughs> yeah, and I don't wish that Ori was that instead. But um, if it's going to be that hard, make it cooler somehow. I don't know. I don't know what that means, well, but make it cooler. I, I also think before we get into spoilers that I do want to say that I actually really loved how well this game played keyboard and mouse. 
um, because it's a platformer where the mouse is a large portion of the gameplay. Um, all of your directional aimings when you're bouncing off of bullets and enemies and stuff is all done with the mouse. All of your combat is done with the mouse. Uh, even though the combat's not super engaging, it's still fairly frequent. Um, mm -hmm. So you're using the mouse a lot with WASD, which was something that, you know, a lot of platformers, you're just going to be all on keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I get, you know, the controller, of course, you seem to enjoy its controller support pretty well. But I thought that the amount that you use the mouse in a platformer was it was refreshing to say the least yeah yeah that's cool yeah i've i've just rocked an xbox controller on the pc for at least 10 years now so anytime i play something that's a <laughs> that in my mind is like something i would have played on a console i i just go with the controller whether that be grand theft auto or assassin's creed or whatever you know what i mean right so, right um but anyway yeah so spoiler alert Giant spoiler warning, if you like anything about what we've said and want a challenging platformer that is also very rewarding, um, I will say it's worth it to play through. Uh, I, we both enjoyed the game quite a bit. Uh, go buy and play Ori in the Blind Forest and then come back in five hours uh, when you've beaten it and mastered it or less and tell us, you know, GG, we're nubs. Um, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Or if you have no intention, or you already know the end, or you've already beaten it, then hey, welcome to the spoiler zone. So yeah, so the story I thought was uh, excellent. Um, yeah. I enjoy that the... Um, I, I mean, I guess, do you are you wanting to walk through what the story actually is? I mean, we, I don't care uh, if you want to do just beats that you like. I mean, it's been spoiled. So people either already know or. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about the spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my question. Yeah. Either way, uh, I mean, yeah, you can walk through the whole thing or we can just do the beats that we found the best. I mean, basically, there's a giant raven, I guess. Is that what it is? I don't know. The bird. Kind of raven owl monster. Yeah. Um, that. That that steals the light from the forest because at the beginning, you don't really understand why you think it's just evil. Um, and then as you kind of go through and, you know, more towards the end, you discover that the light actually killed a couple of its babies. Now well, I didn't actually not... understand how that happened or so why you didn't Ori didn't attend. So like the leaf got blown off the tree and the leaf became Ori. Well, that whole thing was supposed to be like some kind of ritual and the ritual didn't complete because you didn't come back. Like the tree called to you when you like got rescued and the tree calls to you and is like, Hey, you got to come back. And you were like, nah, I'm going to chill out with this caretaker dude. and We're going to have fun. And because you didn't come back, the ritual couldn't be completed and it failed. And that's what caused all the trouble in the forest. I see. So it's actually kind of your fault that the owl monsters babies die. Right. Because you weren't brave enough to go back to the tree to do the ritual. You, like, ran away, basically. Gotcha. So, yeah, so so then um, once you see that, like, it's like, oh, well, it's just trying to protect its family. Because there's one egg left. Yeah, there's one egg left. Um, and so every time you're doing all these things to restore the light and restore the forest, the owl-raven thing is constantly there to stop you. And... and I appreciated that um, that it wasn't just evil. Right, that it evil like, for evil's sake. Yeah, yeah that it, and it wasn't even like, a, it, you know, I mean, in, you know, Game of Thrones, crazy reference in this, I know, but but like in Game of Thrones, books or TV show, either one, like a lot of the characters in that are not, are not evil in the way that like the all-seeing eye Sauron in Lord right. of the Rings. They're not a necromancer who just wants to take over the universe because evil. Right, exactly. Like they... They might do things that make you think that they are evil people, but ultimately it's always through some element of trying to serve themselves. But it could be a really selfish and like kind of gross thing. Whereas this was, I mean, it's pretty wholesome for a mother to want to protect her children. You know what I mean? So right. It's like, Especially because it's like her last. Right. Like, right. So, um, so yeah, I, I really, I really thought that was that that was a super cool kind of ending or conclusion to that villain um, it definitely made me like oh man i feel bad now like yeah um 
Yeah, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly like all of the characters. I like the caretaker guy that you run around. Well, and, and, and with. there's other like, there, the the first I don't remember the Gerudo, mm-hmm. the two late the long leg guy. I mean, you see shadows of him in the foreground, really ominously a lot in the beginning, mm-hmm. and he even steals the orb that you've come to get, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, this guy's a jerk. This guy is a horrible. Jumpy, when I fight this boss, I'm going to pound him into the earth. I'm going to zap him with my little Navi like 8,000 times and he's going to die. And come to find out, they're actually like the builders and the constructors. And so he's just trying to guard his temple from what he thinks is an invader. And like then kind of becomes a good guy. Well, and then like in the Ice Temple, you see that everyone, all of his family is... All yeah, his all of his family's been frozen again from like the the your and a thing that you couldn't control in the intro to the story is the cause of all of the terrible in the world. <laughs> like there's like this weird shame and guilt that I felt quite frequently uh that was really kind of horrifying and emotional that I was like poor Ori like little dude was just afraid in a thunderstorm and everybody died. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um yeah, that was that was another character. Yeah, I think he's great. And I and I love the way that you convince him um and this might sound cheesy, but it's it's the truth. I love the way that you can that you kind of end up allying with him is he's in a situation where you could leave him for dead and you save him. And then he's like, oh, you're not actually fighting me. You're just right. also not trying to be killed by me, but you're not you're not evil. We're not and, actually enemies. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I appreciated that it was like it wasn't through. Um, I mean, you could say it's through a mutual goal, but it wasn't it wasn't like an enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing or and something. It also wasn't like I overpowered you. So now you're subservient to me. Yeah, it was actually just genuinely like. Hey, even though you've been mean to me as Ori, like that guy's been mean to you, like I'm actually going to go and still do the right thing over and over again and show you who I am kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that. Again, maybe that's, you know, cheesy or something, but I think it's uh I don't know. Again, it kind of speaks to the character development without words. Like, yeah, they, that that the Gerudo kind of goes on a little bit of a hero's journey. And I mean, I, I, and I promise I'm not going to go into specific news stories or anything crazy like that. But I think probably especially, you know, we're, we're recording this episode in October of 2020. Um, this year has been insane. The political climate in the United States for at least the last four years, if not more than that, is crazy. And there is this. And again, I'm not trying to get into to politics. No, you're fine. The point is, is that there's this constant cycle of revenge always going on like well they did this so we have to do that and well now they did that so we've got to do this and there's this constant scorekeeping and this constant one-upsmanship going on and i don't know it's just refreshing even in a it's a you know a dumb little indie game that (laughs) the world is not watching or something so i get that but i just appreciated that it was like hey just because someone wronged you doesn't mean that the only appropriate course of action is to then out wrong them like, zap them eight thousand times with your Navi beam. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's a there's a different way, and it and it could it can turn out differently if you can you know if you can bear it without sacrificing yourself entirely, which obviously Ori is able to. But right. Um. But yeah, so, I oh go ahead. I was just I was kind of moving forward, but in a, in a similar vein, like so much death and depression in a bright, vibrant uh, kid, quote unquote, styled game. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, probably not even maybe a Peggy 12 for animated death. Like, I mean, it's kind of presents itself as kind of a kid's game. Um, But man, everybody, everybody dies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely, it's definitely got a lot of somber parts to it. Um, at, like you were talking about at the very beginning of, of the show with the, the voice that kind of, you know, 
reads the the story bits to you or whatever. Um, even that has like this. I mean, I don't think it ever sh- shows what it is. I don't know. Or maybe right. it's a big tree of light or something. The tree. The tree. But that's what I was going to say. It sounds like that's what it made me think of is like this. It sounds like an old giant tree ant or something, you know, and um, and and yeah, it's definitely got some somber stuff. And then the music and sound, as we talked about, is so well done that that certainly plays into it as well right. and triggers certain feelings. But um but yeah, I don't know. I, I again, I, I really appreciate it, and I kind of appreciate the fact that it is that. I appreciate the fact that it's somber and happy. Like, it's yeah, both. and it, it's so interesting because they throw you into some very conflicting emotional states. Like with the Gerudo, when you rescue him, you just had to overcome a a massive, fast paced, death filled, anxiety ridden jumping section, and you are running and jumping and chasing and I didn't know if I had a timer or not, or if I was in an event. So I didn't explore a lot. I was after this dude. Cause that's the thing I needed, you know, as mm-hmm. with the MacGuffin, I'm going to get the MacGuffin. And, and then like you miss a death dealing blow to you that hits him. So like you're in and it, it everything points to you're gearing up for a boss fight. Right. Like there are battle mechanics in this game, so there must be a boss fight and your brain is set to adrenaline set to go. And now you've got to deal with a tender, caring moment while you are filled with adrenaline and ready to to kill a boss emotion. Right. Like there's anger, there's stress, there's anxiety, there's pressure. And now you've got to have this somber moment where like Mm -hmm. a very touching thing happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean the same thing with kind of the bird where like you're dealing with the bird eggs or even the very end of the game like all of them are these high tension moments with then this antithesis s- sobering amounts of somber like important characters dying or crazy emotive things happening and they juxtapose so well that it's just it's it's but it's also difficult because like I want to be mad right now. I want a boss fight. And now I've mm. got to deal with like, I'm not, I'm not a harmful creature. I'm not, you know, I'm sorry for what I did, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's masterfully done. I think the, I think that its strongest qualities are it's art, it's visual design, it's sound design. And then I think it's, it's story is, is the third thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I mean, as much as I wasn't ready for more of this game, um, as soon as I was done, I, I installed the second one and started playing it. Right. So, uh, which the second one does pick off story-wise right where this one leaves off. So so don't play the second one unless you've already been willing to listen to the end. And hopefully those that play through the first one don't just pick up the second. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a neat game. It's a cool story. Like I said, I I probably would have quit in the Fire Temple if I if you hadn't beat it and we didn't have this plan. Um, but I'm glad I didn't, and I'm glad that I finished it out to see the the story and whatever. And yeah, I could have YouTubed it, but um, it was well. It was... And I was definitely it was one of those things where I was like, don't try. It. Like the second one is like we'll talk about, but better in every way. But don't skip the first one to go just straight to play it. Unless, unless, like you say, I mean, you could YouTube it or whatever, but I feel like it's it's worth playing through. I think it's not so bad that I wouldn't suggest playing through the first one to get to the second. Oh, yeah, no, I would agree. I don't think it's I, like like we said at the very beginning, you know, and I don't know if I did a good job of balancing <laughs> positive and negative. Um, but uh, it, yeah, I'm glad I played it. It's worth playing. It's worth it. It's worth Hopefully for you, five hours like Brett, uh, but <laughs> it's probably worth the 10 hours that it was for me too. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's all around a, a, a yes or a no. I would give it a yes. <laughs> I don't, I struggle with number scores because then you have to make them relatively appropriate oh, to yeah. each other and I don't want to. It's a, it's a, yeah, go play it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and, sure. and just be possibly have a box of tissues ready. Um, <laughs> it can, it is strong enough to get you. Um, 
if nothing else, be ready to like just breathe and think about the world for a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you say that in reference to the story. I would say have the box of tissues and be ready to breathe for the gameplay because <laughs> when when you spend twenty straight minutes in the same corridor of spikes and wonder when they play tested this, did they think this is fun? Is that what they thought? <laughs> I can't believe they did. I can't believe they did. No, uh, they probably as, knowing most most sadistic programmers that I know, they probably thought, Oh boy, I can't wait to see the number of online death tolls that we can get when we aggregate these scores together and let's see if we could get a million deaths on the first week. Like right. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, you know, and I don't I, I don't mean to keep going on and on with it, but I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's probably better if it's a lot easier necessarily. Like, no. like we said earlier, I think there is a little bit of balance that they could have hit. Yeah. I think it's a, a tiny developer that made a really, really, really beautiful game. Um, and while some of the gameplay mechanic decisions are not maybe as, as good as they could have been, or maybe there's another way, which, Again, like you said, they they do address in the second game. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I it, I'll tell you what, it's way cooler than any game that I could make right now. So <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, one hundred percent. Even even if I did like levels and levelhead, it's still better than any of that. Like, it's got good design to it. Yeah, it's yeah. got a, a couple of rough edges, but not a, a lot. It's very well polished in almost every single way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know getting getting to the end and getting the little the poor little bird egg that got crack in it like taking it back like and now it's all family like it was adorable and yeah it got it got me in the feels so. yeah yeah no, it's it's good stuff or in the blind forest go get it so that's all for our episode today if you like this episode, consider buying us a coffee over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes, and if you want to hear more of Walker's insights on topics outside of gaming, check out his other podcast, The Walk Show, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. Mm -hmm.